0: Students Who Design is a podcast and video series that bridges students and the design industry. By students, for students. Be sure to check out our website, studentswho.design. This is Students Who Design. Today we are talking to Brandon Jacoby. He was a student athlete studying human-computer interaction at Ohio State University before dropping out, and he now is a product designer at Square.
1: This episode covers the advantages and disadvantages of
0: staying in school, side projects, and so much more. We hope you enjoy the episode. Students Who Design is sponsored in part by Facebook design. For more resources and information about designing at Facebook, visit facebook.design, and check out open roles at facebook.com slash careers. Hey Brandon, uh,
1: thanks for joining us on a Saturday morning. (laughs) Thanks for having me. (laughs) Uh, So first off, we want to introduce uh, what school you went to, your major, and where you're working now.
2: Cool. So, I went to school at The Ohio State University. The Ohio State. The Ohio, Ohio State. State. Yeah, they, okay. they pride themselves on that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so I went there for three years and I studied human-computer interaction. Okay. And what was nice about that is that it wasn't a you know, typical design major, but it was kind of theoretical. It's focused more on like, the sociology and the psychology of like, how people interact with tech and design and stuff. So that was really cool. And now I am a full-time product designer at Square.
1: Cool. And yep. how did you get into product design?
2: So I had a little bit of a kind of accidental path on how I got into design okay. as a whole. So I started with like digital media and photography. and got This a, was
1: independent or something you studied?
2: Yeah, no, this was just like oh. as a kid, like okay. just one of my hobbies. And... <laughs> I'll kind of nerd out for a second. So when I was like seven or eight years old, I got really into this like map making software for like Dungeons and Dragons, and I never played D and D, but it was just this like mapping software where you could like take these like three D like pieces of art and like drop Mm -hmm. them onto this map and kind of tell this like story and this like I don't know super nerdy. Um,
1: and so how old, you were 12 at this
2: time? No, I was super young. This like when I was like seven, oh, eight or wow. nine. Yeah, this is like wow. little kid messing around <laughs> on like my family's computer, like just totally messing around not knowing what I was doing. Okay. Um, so I started with that and that kind of led me into this like world of Photoshop, which is just like a whole, you open a can of yeah. worms and it's endless. Yeah. Um, so I spent kind of the next few years just... Learning Photoshop, getting more into like digital media, photography. I um, actually started photography because I just wanted pictures to edit in Photoshop. Um, oh, so yeah, you just like the
1: pictures, but their whole purpose was to put it in.
2: Photoshop. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I loved that part of it. Um, so yeah, just got more into that, and then I eventually met someone from a online photo sharing company called Smug Mug, and they were super interested in me, just kind of. You know, started talking with their founders and their you know their executives at the time, and they offered me a contract position to you know work remotely from home. I was just helping them out with like their site like customizations for their customers, okay. and that was really cool because it was like my first you know like paying gig, and I was thirteen years old. That's and crazy. and you
1: were doing uh, digital stuff for them as well. Yeah, so, so it was like
2: a combination of just like Photoshop. I wouldn't call it design, it was more just like changing colors around, and then it eventually led me to more like front-end web design, Okay. Um, so doing like HTML and CSS, kind of modifying their like site templates pretty much for their customers' portfolios.
1: So cool. Yeah. So you're 13 years old, you do this thing. Yeah. And then how did you build up from there?
2: Yeah. So like I said, I was kind of doing this like hybrid front-end mm-hmm. web dev, Photoshoppy designs design type thing, and... A lot of words. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It is. So I went up to Smug Smugmug's headquarters. They're up in Mountain View, and I was okay. living just outside of LA at the time. Oh, okay. Um, so, okay. Yeah. That's so right. they invited me up to the headquarters, and I went up there and I met with their product design team at the time. Mm-hmm. And this was before I even knew like what design oh. was really. Okay. Um, and I remember they were showing me like what they were working on. I'm like, holy shit! They are like changing the product and how people interact with this site that millions of people use every day mm-hmm. and they're completely changing on how that works based on you know, the user experience and the visual of it. So it was, it was really cool kind of seeing design for the first time. Okay. Um, and then from the area, yeah, I just got more and more into the design side of things, started looking at as many tutorials and online resources as I could and just snowballed from there. And
1: so you were exposed from a really young age, like from seven to 13 and Mm -hmm. all these other touch points. And um, with that experience, uh, you went to the Ohio State University. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was the decision to go there versus um, any other school that might have specialized in art and design rather than Mm -hmm. HCI or football?
2: Right, yeah. So to me, I... So in between that, like, smug mug, the smug mug days and college I also worked on like a lot of like side projects and you know just like online web apps a little bit of side like freelance projects and stuff and at that point I was like really you know into web design and product design and stuff so I wasn't sure if college was for me in the first place I was thinking about you know just finishing high school and then moving to San Francisco or something and just starting in tech Um, thankfully I didn't make that decision Mm -hmm. Um, We'll get into more into that later, I'm sure. But so for me, in picking a college, it was a lot about athletics. So, so you were an athlete? Yeah. Okay. So I was a gymnast all growing up. And unfortunately, gymnastics is in a really tough spot in the country for the men's side of things. So there's only 17 programs in the country. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I was pretty limited on what options I had for school. So Ohio State number two in the country for a long time, mm-hmm. um, always been one of the best, and that really stood out to me, and I was recruited by them, so that was a large part of my decision.
1: So you're a full-time student, full-time athlete, mm-hmm. and well, and we'll touch on this a bit later, but yeah. I want to get to it a bit earlier, uh, specifically with you, in that how do you manage everything? Because yeah. Like trying to improve your craft and like these YouTube tutorials and finding the right tools, like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of time and energy and investment. Yep. And that's like you're physically already doing that (laughs) and you're already mentally doing that with school. Yeah. So how did you improve your craft while being pulled from both of these sides?
2: Yeah. So I think it's less of time management, um, you know, and like trying to find more time in the day to focus on design and Mm -hmm. any other hobbies you have. It's more about using the most out of the time you do have so you know if you only have an hour a day whether it's when you first wake up in the morning or right before you go to bed figuring out the things that you can do at that time that will help you out the most Mm -hmm. Um, i feel like a lot of people can kind of get stuck in this trap of you know focusing on one thing and one thing only and that's kind of all they think about and it might not be the right thing. So, you know, whether it's working on a side project, I've found side projects to be hugely helpful um, in kind of building this design portfolio and building up your skill set. So even, Like I said, even if you have an hour a day, just wake up in the morning, set an hour aside, work on that side project. And even if it takes you two months or a year to build, the fact that you're practicing it every day is gonna be really helpful in the so long run. So it's more so
1: like, treat it like a year long marathon rather than like a 24 hour hackathon.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, I think design especially is one of those things where you know it's a constant practice. It's always changing. Your skill set is always evolving and a lot of people will think that oh it's just like riding a bike. It's something you learn to do once and then it kind of just sticks. It sticks yeah. with you forever. Um, to me it's kind of the exact opposite. You kind of, I mean, you never master design. You, mm. You're you always learning, you're always changing what you know, you're always changing your process. And it requires constant attention. It requires, I think, you know, every day focus. And even if you're not sitting down and Sketch or Photoshop or Figma or something, practicing it just in day-to-day life, when you run across a you know, product that you think is like poorly designed. Think, sit there and think about how you would fix it. Um, for me, when I was in New York this summer, I would just walk around the city and you know think about how the city was built. Think about the decisions that people made in order to get it to where it is now. It's um, like a uh, Steve Jobs quote go- that oh. you know, like everyone kind of focuses on. But if you really take a step back, it makes a lot of sense. And it's like everything in this world was made up by people no smarter than you. And yeah. I heard that a while back and it really stuck with me because, you know, literally everything you do whether it's a physical object you're using or an app on your phone or even your TV, someone designed that process. Whether <laughs> whether it's good design or bad yeah, design, yeah. someone designed someone it.
1: Someone had to design
2: it. Yeah, so yeah, coming back to your question, I think that, you know, just thinking about that stuff on a daily basis and, you know, in addition to practicing, you know, actual sketch and Photoshop work I think that's it's a huge help
1: so you recently decided to uh, not finish school at the (laughs) Ohio State University Uh, I was wondering if you could walk us through that experience and like what was going on in your head yeah pros cons emotions
2: everything yeah so it was a really difficult decision Okay. I wasn't planning on doing that at all when I started interning at Square over the summer. And
1: that was this past summer? Yeah. 2017. Yep. Yeah.
2: Or... Yeah. May of 2017, started interning for Square. And it was kind of a longer process than I originally thought when I look back on it. You know, I'd never planned on dropping out, for lack of a better term. Yeah. Um, never planned on dropping out. But now that I look back on the experience, I think. What led me to wanting to intern at Square was this kind of realization that, okay, I need to start thinking about life after school. Um, And this, I would say that was back in January of 2017. So the beginning of the year, I started like looking for internships and stuff, started thinking about what's good for long-term career. And so I started interning over the summer and immediately fell in love with it. And... As time went on, I started talking with my managers and my team more, and they graciously extended me an offer to join full time.
1: So they, even though they knew that you were uh, a rising senior, yeah. So
2: and they were very generous in you know, if I decided to go back to school and join a year later, then the offer most likely still would have been there. But you know, it was there. It was there, and the product that. I was working on and still work on today, which is called Cash. It's a very exciting upcoming product. Um, it's been around for a while, but it's kind of, you know, at this turning point where it's growing really fast mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Um, I was working on really exciting stuff over the summer and I just, I couldn't see myself giving that up and waiting a year to work on that again.
1: And so I'm sure there's a lot of students might be listening to this now who might be in this SMO situation where mm-hmm. they work somewhere and they could say, hey, I want to go full-time and maybe the company will make it work. I'm sure there's a lot of students who aren't in that position either. Mm -hmm. Uh, What would you recommend to students who are considering that school may not be worth it for them? How can they fact check themselves or just try to take a step back and be like, okay, should I, how do I really think about this?
2: Yeah. So I actually had a piece of advice when I was making this decision from, like we have a mutual friend and I'm Jared Arondu. Um, he gave me a piece of advice, I kind of told him where I was at, and he made a good point of, you know, not looking at it as the pros and the cons, but at the end of the day, what do I value? And do I value my relationships and my friendships at school and the athletics, which, you know... Of course, you've been committed to that all your life. Yeah, exactly. Um, I was doing gymnastics for 17 years, and was I ready to give that up for something else that I valued very much which is you know changing for lack of a better term changing the world in through design yeah um so it took a lot of soul searching um, I over the summer when I was making that decision it I don't think I was in the best place the whole time it was it was really weighing on me um
1: so you were thinking about this for a long time then Or like in the summer, not necessarily like in August.
2: Yeah, so it was a long process. I would say it was a good two and a half months of making this decision. Um, And then, you know, I kind of realized after the thought, looking back, just how good of a decision I think I made. Because it's not that I was unhappy while I was at school, but, you know, college is a bubble.
1: Hundred percent. Yeah.
2: Yeah. And after I made the decision to drop out, you know, going home and visiting family, it felt like I was like liberated. I was liberated. I was alive again. It yeah. felt like I was full of life for the first time in three years, and that was a really incredible feeling. Um, you know, it. I suddenly was able to talk to friends who I knew before college, and I hadn't talked to them in years, and my creativity started you know flowing again do you think because like
1: school is a very is it's is it just a constraining environment like it or like the the like you know we're like at cornell for example it's always very much like you either study or you party because right. there's not much to do in the middle yeah um and i'm sure at other schools it's a similar situation where like your school is probably the only environment where you probably work seven days a week something yeah whether no, it's on homework or like projects. Yeah, it's a, it's
2: a full time job.
1: Yeah, but at, and at the same time, you like full time relax, and it's just like this, yeah. time, this schedule that you'll never find in the real world. Yeah.
2: So, like you said, it's a full time job, and you work so hard during the week. Once the weekend comes around, whether you're socializing or going out with friends, or studying with homework or something you just you don't really want to do anything else just because you're so busy the rest of the time yeah Um, you know it's kind of all you want to do sometimes just like sit on the couch and relax and as even if you have a strong passion like something like design it's hard to focus energy on that just because you're so wiped out from everything else you're doing um on top of that you know i think it's actually i think it's more scientific you're you kind of take on the personalities of who you surround yourself with most. Oh, you're
1: the average of your five. Yeah. Five people that yeah, exactly.
2: Um, so I feel like there's been a lot of you know research around that lately, um, and it's it's very true. You know, if you're in a college environment where you're partying all the time and you know you're just in the classroom with your head down studying, and you're not surrounded by other designers or other creative like-minded people, you start of take that on. And for me, I experienced that firsthand. You know, I feel like my creativity suffered a lot in college through the three years that I was there. And I feel like I didn't grow a lot as a designer. I felt like I grew a lot as a person and I expanded my social network and I grew up a lot, yeah. but my cre- that was at the hand of my creativity and my design thinking. It was just looking back, that was at an all time low. And Since the time sorry post dropping out um, I feel like that's been totally reignited I feel like my creativity now is at an all time high and I realize that's just because you know instead of being surrounded by students who don't really know what they want to do after they graduate or even while they're in school now I'm surrounded by people who are completely like minded I'm you know working at a Design first company like Square, and you know that's really amazing.
1: So we talked a lot about the uh, pitfalls of school or mm-hmm. the, the disadvantages. But what are the advantages or benefits of staying in school? And um, how did you try to build the best of your ability that creative environment?
2: Yeah. So I feel a little bad. You know, I don't want to sit here and bash <laughs> going to school, or you know, just you know, I don't want to tell the yeah. entire you know audience to drop out. I don't think that that's the case at all. Um, I think that there are a lot of benefits of going to school and I, you know, for the three years that I was there, I did find a lot of value in it. Um, Most importantly, I think just, you know, growing as a person. Um, I was in a very different place when I finished high school and was going to college. Um, I think that, you know, the social network that you build in college and the you know, maturity process that you go through once you get to college and, you know, the ability to start critically thinking about problems just you run into in life. Those are things that you learn in college and that you experience in college. Mm -hmm. I think those are really uh, beneficial. On top of that, you know, I had athletics and athletics was an experience that changed my life forever. I met some of my closest friends through the team and those are friendships that I'll have for the rest of my life. And on top of that, you know, I learned how to work on a team environment. That was huge, and those are, that's a skill that I'll take with me through the rest of my career. Mm-hmm. Um, the ability to work with others and rely on others and, you know, how you can get the best out of others to help you with whatever you're going through. It's, yeah. Those are skills that were really helpful that I would have only gotten by going to school. Um, I think also school for me was an experience that really changed the way that I just kind of see the world. Yeah. Um, You know, I grew up in, it wasn't a super small town, it was relatively large, but it was a suburb of Los Angeles. A lot of people end up there after they go to school. They pretty much just stay in the same area their whole life. And it was really good for me to, you know, I moved halfway across the country, I saw a completely different side of people that I'd never seen before. Mm. And I saw a lot of different things and it really, you know, broadened my horizons. And I think that's the biggest benefit of going to college. And I think if I had just finished high school, gone straight into tech and design, I would have been really unhappy in the future. So I think as, you know, there were parts of college where I was pretty unhappy, but I think I would have been much more unhappy if I chose to not go to college at all.
1: And now I want to touch more about your career and mm-hmm. from how you got from you were seven years old, you said, yeah. to now a, a full-time product designer at Square. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to start off, how did you get your first opportunity or internship? Yeah. And then uh, what did you do to stand out during that first phase? Because everyone goes through this issue where like, you need work to get work, but... If you don't have work then you can't get work like it's <laughs> yeah. like this chicken no, and egg I, issue yeah
2: i fully understand yeah. um i definitely went through that myself so i like i said i started in this like digital media photography type area yeah. wasn't i didn't start in design and like set out to do that and like okay i'm a designer now i need to find a design position i kind of just mm. did what i was passionate about and let it like i just took it where it took me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So you mentioned you started off as Smugmug. Yeah. Um, And
1: so you went through the opportunity, Mm -hmm. um, and then how did you build up from there?
2: Yeah, so side projects, side projects, and more side projects. Okay, what's your favorite one? So I worked on one with two other really talented designers and developers, uh, Jordan Singer and Jeremy Goldberg. Mm -hmm. Um, We built a web app called Represent And it was the quickest and easiest way to create a resume online.
1: Oh, I've seen this. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, you know, we took this outdated process of like taking a Microsoft Word template and editing it. Yeah, it's like
0: people who have their
1: website is just this thing. Yeah. 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 yeah, Um,
2: So, we took a really outdated process, which is building a resume and modernized it. Um, It's really great. It automatically syncs, so you can pull it up on your phone or your computer or whatever you're on. so yeah, that web app was really good because, and along with, I think we built like seven other little web applications. Um, those side projects are what got me to where I am today. Um, like I said, there is a lot of benefit in school, but as far as design and development goes, it's all side projects.
1: So you worked at a, a couple of big and well-respected companies, also mm-hmm. a couple of internships, many side projects, yeah. and now you're at Square. And what is something that Square prioritizes and, and looks forward? designers
2: yeah so I think Square was has always been a kind of design first company you know it they founded Square to solve a problem and I think that core value has stuck with Square you know all along and I think that's one of the biggest things they look for in designers is people who are designing to solve problems they aren't just designing to Make things look beautiful, yeah. and you know that's making things look beautiful is kind of an antidote of being a good designer. Yeah. But I think Square really values people who are problem solvers first, and people who think about the users and try to solve what problems the users are having.
1: And so you interned at Square from May to August, mm-hmm. went home for a couple of weeks, yep. and now you're back full time. Yeah. Uh, and so what are the differences in responsibilities from an intern versus um, a full-time designer? And, mm-hmm. and like you literally had like two weeks between those two. Phase. Yeah. <laughs> so is it, is it true that an internship is very similar to full-time or is there, just, is there like an added responsibility or pressure yeah. to, uh, to being a full-time
2: yeah. designer? So I think it really depends on the team and the designers on the team and your managers and whatnot. Um, I think in general... Um, I was fortunate to kind of have quite a bit of responsibility while I was an intern um, but even you know if you're doing very you know low level tasks while you 're an intern, I think there's definitely an opportunity to you know take the like full advantage of that um, you know really treat it as you 're a full time employee don 't okay. don 't see yourself as just this intern think about. What would you be doing if you were a full time employee?
1: And so, what are some things that you see or that you realize you did as an intern that was uh, that full time employees don't do? Whether that's like yeah. professionally or just like as from a designer perspective?
2: Yeah, so I think taking initiative would be the biggest thing. Um, you know, if you treat yourself as just an employee, then that's all you're going to be. You have to, you know, ask yourself the question like, what how would i make this decision if i was more than an intern or if i was a manager Um, you know that's not to say you shouldn't go behind anyone's back or you know step on anyone's toes but you know really try to see yourself and frame the questions you're asking yourself as someone who is going to grow a lot in the future
1: and what would you recommend to students who might be doing their first freelance gig or their Mm -hmm. first um, in a product design internship at a startup, yep. and they want to level up to either a really big agency or a big mm-hmm. tech company, or even Square.
2: Yeah, so I think building a portfolio of more than one area can be really helpful.
1: So do you mean like one area as in visual design or design, product design, or like yeah. product design, photography, art?
2: A combination of both, All of it. yeah. Okay. I was referring to more kind of different areas of design. Okay. You know, I think that a lot of people kind of get stuck into like, oh, I want to be a UX designer and just wireframe, or I just want to be a visual designer. I want to (laughs) take the colors of a gradient. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I think something that can be really beneficial is having the whole process in your mind and really kind of have the ability to work on whatever part of a product that needs to be worked on. It opens up a lot of opportunities um, that wouldn't be there if you were focused on kind of one area.
1: So, you're showing breadth and your skill, but depth in the work. Exactly. So, this final and uh, last segment mm-hmm. are questions that we ask every guest, and they're questions that we receive from the student design community. So, we hold cool. a bunch of groups on Facebook, uh, medium publications, Twitter, etc. and this is what's on their mind. And so, our first question is having the experience that you do, there's probably some things you feel like the full time design industry doesn't quite get about the student design community. Mm-hmm. could you speak a little bit to that
2: yeah that's it's a good question. Um, I think that there's kind of this misconception that you know this generation that's kind of in college right now is isn't thinking about the future and isn't thinking about meaningful change in the world and I think it's the complete opposite. I think that. You know, this generation is in a time, growing up in a time that no other generation will. And that's a time of like, you know, design and technology is becoming huge in the world and it's becoming like ubiquitous in our lives. And no other generation is going to experience that. So I think more people should understand that we have a really unique vision and we're the ones that are they're gonna change the world and change the future.
1: That's a good. I've never heard of, No one on the show has answered it like that. Nice. So that's <laughs> awesome. Um, and so you currently and previously have mm-hmm. a lot to manage, whether yep. that's in school, uh, mm-hmm. being an athlete, being a designer, yeah. and then currently
2: just laundry design, yeah. like life. <laughs> right. Uh,
1: how do you try to stay on top of it all?
2: Yeah. Um, it's really hard. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think I've never actually been a good person managing my time. Um, really? I've always kind of struggled with it. Okay. Um, I'm starting to learn now, and that was one of the things I learned in college. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if I got good at it in college, but yeah. it, it definitely helped while I was there. Um, I think what people can do to kind of you know, stay on top of things is just kind of, like I said earlier, just make the most out of their time. Um, you know, don't worry about not having time, a lot of time to do something, just use what time you do have available for that.
1: And so there's a lot of, um, articles, books, newsletters, so much, uh, noise in the industry. How do you filter out what's actually relevant to you or good content versus noise?
2: You know, in a word, ask, Ask. um, you know, it's easy (laughs) to get caught up on, design Twitter <laughs> yeah. um, you know, and just see all this random bullshit that people are sharing, but find someone, whether it's a mentor that you know personally or just someone that you follow that you appreciate their work, reach out to them and ask, hey, what did you read to learn how to do X? Or what resources do you suggest so I can learn how to do Y? It's, well,
1: you know, sense, just yeah. find
2: people whose opinion you value and see what they offer.
1: No, uh, that's, so recently, um, I've been trying to get more into like 3D stuff. Yeah. And 3D modeling and like, every article ever is like, how to do VR, like yeah. VR cheat sheet. Right. And, like, all this stuff <laughs> and, um, over the summer I was working on a, a UI kit and mm-hmm. so, this uh, designer, his name is Jean Mark Dennis. I love I, his work. I, I yeah. might be yeah. like butchering his name. But <laughs> he but he created and modeled the wallpaper for the UI kit. Awesome. And I was like, how did you do that? Yeah. And he's like Cinema Four D. Mm-hmm. Download that. Grayscale Gorilla. Yep. Follow that, and I was like, alright, that's what I'm doing. Like, yeah. No medium article is gonna tell me like straight up what to do. Right. Um, and it works. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. I never thought about asking yeah. people who actually do this stuff rather than trying to find a new yeah site.
2: like. The example you gave is a great example. Like, if you want to learn how to do three D stuff, don't go to Google and type in like "how do I three D." Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. go to a three D designer that whose work you really like and ask them, "Hey, what did you do to get to where you are now?"
1: So I think it's a good segue for the next question, which mm-hmm. is, do you have any mentors or people you follow to stay yeah. inspired, whether that's actually people or um, books or websites that act as mm-hmm. pseudo mentors?
2: Yeah. So. I wouldn't say that I have a formal mentor that I go to all the time with advice. Um, I do kind of have like a group of you know designer friends who I reach out to. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's really important to kind of have like a forever evolving group of mentors and group of people who you reach out to uh, because you know the more opinions you can get, the better, and the more uh, the more like frameworks of how people answer your questions, the better. So I think it's important to kind of reach out to as many people as you can and get as many different opinions as you can. And then, you know, use what's best for you. Use the best of what everyone says and kind of collectively put that together.
1: So rather than having just like one mentor or one book,
2: Mm
1: -hmm. crowdsource all that knowledge and then use it as a Yeah,
2: and like I can't stress enough how... Beneficial it is to just reach out to someone like you'd be surprised on how many people will actually take the time to answer you You know, don't just reach out and be like, oh my gosh, I'm a huge fan, you know yeah. Reach out with meaning reach out ask them very specific questions. Hey, I want to do this. What do you suggest or hey? I'm dealing with this at work. What do you suggest and? Reach out to people whether they've gone through the same thing or they haven't they'll either answer you or point you to someone who can't answer you
1: but i think it's a lot of things that students struggle with is like they know they should reach out but it's mm-hmm. just weird like do you yeah. say like hey i like your work can we like get on the phone and talk about like you know yeah but at it's... the same time you don't want to be direct and be like hey i want to know how to 3d model i like your stuff right i also want to be you know a 3d or like be on social vr or whatever product team you want yeah um but I guess what you're saying is that you should be very direct because these people are busy and they just want to know like yeah. how they can help you. Yeah, exactly.
2: You yep. And, you know, people, I think people get scared of like, oh, this person has, you know, like a bunch of followers. They're not going to answer me, but everyone's, we're, we're all people. Yeah. <laughs> if sure. someone, if you were in their shoes and someone reached out to you and, you know, had a meaningful question, sure, you'd answer like, we're all people. We're all hopefully nice people, <laughs> mm-hmm. some more than others, but, yeah. you know, like, just reach out, there's no harm in doing so.
1: And so as a previous uh, and probably current design leader at the Ohio State University, mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people that come up to you asking like, hey, how do I get into design, yeah. um, or, or they're just asking for general advice, and mm-hmm. I'm sure there's people on this who are listening to this episode right now who would like the same advice. Do you yeah. have any immediate actionable pieces of advice for, yeah. for
2: the audience? So I think, I touched a little bit on this earlier, but you know, surround yourself with other Designers and other like minded people can be really helpful. If you can't find them, go on Twitter, see if you can find them, go on Facebook, see if you can find them. Mm-hmm. If you are really struggling, go to a professor in your design school and be like, hey, do you know any other students who are trying to get into design? They'll, I'm sure they'll know someone. If you've gone to them, chances are so is someone else. Yeah, so that's it's, true. really use the resources you have around you. I feel like a lot of people will just kind of, you know, sit in the back seat, just let everything go by them, but really be proactive about things. Reach out to the people you know of and see what you can find.
1: Cool. And our last and final question is what's next?
2: <laughs> you know it's a tough question because I've like gone through this huge like transition in my life recently. Yeah, especially,
1: like Especially like literally two months ago. Yeah, <laughs> like dropping
2: out of school, it's like it was a big change. So yeah, I yeah. haven't had a lot of time to like think about what I want to do next. Um, But I think, you know, I've moved across the country, you know, if you look at the past like four years collectively, I've moved from LA to Ohio to New York, like, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I haven't stayed in one spot for a long time. And that's kind of what I'm looking forward to next is just staying in one spot and, you know, growing as a designer and as a person and taking whatever comes my way as as it comes. Awesome. Yeah.
0: Thanks for joining us, Brian. Thanks for having me. Thanks. Students Who Design is written and produced by Sahil Koja and Omar Abdul Rahim. Visit our website studentswho.design for more information.